Hello, friends. Welcome to a tale not for the faint of heart. The year is 1890. The place, Boston. A dark and sinister force has seeped into our world, corrupting and conquering all it touches. Now, four adventurers have banded together. Can they keep the darkness from holding total dominion over all. Find out as our heroes face the Red Death. So this spectral hatchet comes up and his arm is sort of limping out and it just kind of sinks into his chest and he drops to his knees and falls forward into it. Uh, and he is, he is out. I would Go still us. Like throw my glass of brandy at him. <laughs> oh, does it hit? Does it hit James? Does it hit James on the other side of the beast as it falls down? <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. Give us a give, give us an attack roll. He's down. I'm going to give you advantage on it. We're gonna we're gonna break your spell here. I hope. First one was a nine. So. <laughs> okay. Not not quite. The second one was a ten. <laughs> I mean, prone target. <laughs> no modifier. You just hit him with, with the glass. I'm gonna give it to you. Um, yeah. So, so he's on the ground, and as like everybody's like, okay. And then this glass just shatters on his back. <laughs> I have a valuable member of this team. <laughs> hey, you got those ants to tell you about the basement. So there we go. More importantly, you got done to sing. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> shining right. moment. <laughs> God, is that a thing now? Do all animals sing when you talk with them? Maybe hive like him. <laughs> yeah, go find some bees to talk to next. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, uh, so you have this one unconscious cultist who's been just punched to shit. Uh, two that have their heads blown clean off. One that's been shot. Uh, and this this monstrosity that is sort of rapidly returning to a human form. Well, I guess the good thing with James is you'll always have someone to interrogate. <laughs> but uh, J- James ain't doing too well right now. He, now that the adrenaline's over, he's he's got a nice nice gash across his chest. Sawyer is checking on Ignacia. Oh, she's she's got two good stab wounds, like one across one arm, and the other one like. A, kind of deep across her chest and she's, she's not looking too hot okay so what uh, what you can do if you want is you can all take a short rest here so that would be you kind of get your bearings um, take it easy for uh, for about an hour and uh, you're able to use your hit dice um, to restore some of your HP if you want so since, since Sawyer doesn't need to, I think Agnes, you don't need to to heal anything, right? No, I'm fine. So so maybe maybe uh, and, and the detective got hit pretty bad. Detective got hit pretty bad, yeah. So if if maybe Sawyer handles the downstairs while the others are healing, and Agnes, you handle upstairs, making sure that no other police officers or anything are going to come in here, then uh, maybe when when the others are healed after that hour. The two, the two living cultists, like the demon that turned back into a person, is he dead? Yeah, he's dead. Okay, so just the one, the one cultist is tied up, and uh, and uh, hopefully no police officers are, are rooting around down here. 
Right. Um, so yeah, Detective O'Neill uh, says that uh, he'll he'll go upstairs and and take care of anybody uh, who comes in. You know, he doesn't. He says, "I can I can sleep tonight. I'll be okay." Uh, so he kind of hobbles up the stairs and uh, says to the to the lot of you, like, but those two over there, and he points to the two um, the two drugged people who are also tied up. Um, who are looking on this in horror and awe and just absolute dumbfoundedness. He says, uh, if you can bring them upstairs and also uh, that other one points to the one that, uh, that James punched, but bring them up and we'll take them back to the station for, for processing. Okay. Well, Sawyer's not going to bring, he'll bring the other two up, but the, the cultist he's not bringing up until after our group gets to have a few words with them. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, what do you want to do with the with the unconscious cultist? Well, I normally, I, I, yeah, I think I think Sawyer's going to leave this to to Agnes or Ignacia. Um, Ignacia, you have like smelling salts on you still, or something of that nature. Um, um, yeah. Let me give me give me just a moment, and um, Ignacia starts digging through her bag and, and pulls out some of the salts. Okay. Uh, here you go. Um, so the so the cultist uh, cultist sort of snaps to and looks around in sort of panicked horror at everything. Do we have anything in particular we want to? I guess uh, I'm going to calmly ask, "How do you explain that?" and point to what used to be the monstrosity. The cultist sort of struggles at the at the the bonds there. Um, and rolls us two and a one and uh, absolutely does not break free from them, but says that, that he has absolutely nothing to say to any of you. Sawyer takes a few steps forward, his uh, spurs making that spur-like sound across the floor. And he says, <laughs> oh, oh good, we've established a good cop. And he walks past Agnes <laughs> and, and kind of leans down a little bit uh, uh, towards this person and is going to use their intimidation. So Sawyer is going to scare this person. Okay. This is the thing I do best, by the way. <laughs> I have a plus seven to intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would help if I rolled on the actual thing. 14 plus seven, 21. Okay. Um, nice. So... Yeah, so he's he's very scared of you, but uh, he says, uh, "As scared as I am of you, uh, you're not the scariest thing in this world." Oh, what is then? He says that um, the ritual that they were working on was an effort to uh, to draw out this power that Harold, and he sort of nods with his head to the dead guy on the floor, uh, knew much more about than we did, but it was going to give give all of us power in exchange for uh, obedience. Does power have a name? Um, he said, uh, Harold just called it death. Why would something so powerful need something so incon- in- insignificant as you? He said, because the, the death has been weak for many years, Harold said. Um, and he told us that if we, if we obeyed, it would give us power. That it would work through us. Wait, does this sound familiar to me at all? 
this does probably not sound familiar. Um, what if you don't want to tell the rest of the group? Do you want to send me a message on Facebook to check? Okay. I'd also like to maybe do a, a history check to see if anything kind of matches up with what I know from my my recently gotten degree. So this would be more of a more of an Arcana check. Oh, arcana, okay. Yeah. Mm, I'll still do that. Okay. I'm rolling really bad. That's a natural one, even though I'm pushing in that. Um, yeah. So this isn't something. Uh, this isn't something you've heard of. But to you, uh, it just sounds like the sort of kooky rantings of uh, you know foolish zealots. Is Sawyer, Sawyer's pretty convinced that he's he scared uh, this individual enough to to tell him what he would probably want to know if there was anything that he was going to mm-hmm. tell him. So he's going to lose interest in the situation and um, look around the room for, for any of the stuff that the cultists were using that he could kind of steal before the police would grab it for evidence and is going to bring it back to mm-hmm. Li Jing. Okay. Um, sure. There's this uh, chalice that's on the floor and there is uh, this, this dagger that was used. Both are covered in blood. Any, any um, uh, books or texts or anything like that? Not down there, no. And uh, any um, anything whatever. that the oh, sorry, sorry go ahead. I was, was going to say anything that the uh, herald or the the one that turned into the demon was wearing. No, there's uh, nothing special about his attire. Then the chalice and the knife. Uh, Sawyer is going to try to get Ignacia to help him smuggle out of here. Okay. Uh, so how are you gonna how are you gonna do that? Uh, <laughs> Sawyer leans over to Ignacia and says. Uh, had I a bustle, I'd do it myself. <laughs> I guess she has a little bustle. <laughs> it's about to get to be a bigger bustle. I did a lot of fashion <laughs> studying. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that saying bustle didn't fall on just like crickets. <laughs> so it would have done that at my at my usual table. <laughs> Um, like, what's a bustle? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, she's a little bit of a bustle that, like, I guess it's like a little, like the hoop kind, not like the padded kind. So, like, basically, basically <laughs> in, in a, yeah, in a bunch of cloth, the, the chalice and knife are wrapped up into a little bundle and given to you to, to smuggle. <laughs> she takes it and, like, puts her back to the wall and just sort of, like, tucks it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how clothes work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so it, at this point, uh, Detective O'Neill comes down um, and says, he says, police are starting to gather out front. We're going to need the, uh, the other one, too. Um, I would like to quickly first uh, do just the briefest of examinations of this particular body. The one that, and I point to the one that had been in the monstrosity. Sure. He says, yeah, that's fine. Uh, we're going to have a scene, uh, crime team come down here and take a look, but go ahead, do what you need to do. So that would be a medicine check, probably, unless you want to investigate the body in, with investigation in some other way. Bio- I have biology, chemistry. Um, I can do biology or I can do investigation. If you wanted to sort of see if there were any chemical compounds or any like biological changes that might be okay, but mostly it's going to be medicine if you're sort of investigating a dead body. Okay. 
Like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm curious about like the physical change that the body went through. Sure. So. Yeah, you, you can give me a biology. Uh, the fourteen. Okay. Um, it so the the skin is uh torn in ways that would suggest that it's undergone a change that isn't natural to its physiology. It is, but other than that biologically he still seems to be human the skin is still human the injuries are still human um and uh you know it must have been the sort of stress of running down there and then running back that he seemed to be glowing red um because this is just a a normal dead human and he must have fallen on his axe because there's this this gash in his chest um that seems to have been created by a sort of like blady axey hatchety sort of weapon that isn't there anymore. So uh, it must have been that when he broke his arm, he sort of fell into that. Maybe he had rabies. It's definitely possible. Rabies is often the case. I'm going to go with rabies and that we were inhaling fumes of God knows what down here. So I am not at all disturbed by any kind of supernatural feelings. That's a real good hypothesis. Yeah. Um, one last thing Sawyer does to the, uh, the last cultist as he brings him up, still bound, but brings him up and then is going to hand him over to the detective. He, uh, he asks if the cultist had heard, uh, he just basically mentions the name of the doctor that we all went and visited the other night and wants, is looking specifically for an initial reaction. Okay. Um, give me an insight check. I will be using inspiration on this if I need to. Okay. I want to know because I don't trust that guy. I rolled a 15 plus plus insight. One, 16. Yeah, that's good enough. Um, you, uh, He says, Witherspoon? Nah, never heard of him. Then I just chuck him over to the to the detective. Okay. Oh, and, I, and as, he, as I chuck him over, it's like one of those really like those, those cheesy TV series. Like he gets apprehended by the police and all that stuff. And then I say, uh, uh, what the name of the, of the doctor Witherspoon's uh, butler? Uh... I'm sure he had a name. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's, <laughs> if it's if if it's not. Then that's just the last thing he says, like before he gets taken up. Okay, it's the last thing that I thought of. Like like Sawyer would have been like, I only know two names. I only know like two individuals in this whole conspiracy. If he had a name, I've definitely forgotten it. So that's all right. That's all right. He, it was just hopefully trying to get a little bit more of a clue whether we needed to go back and reevaluate the uh, that doctor. Sure. But uh, but once he's done with that, uh, he just looks at the group and Sawyer's kind of eager to get back to Li Jing with the uh, information and the, the two items. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so uh, are you making your way out of the basement? Unless anybody has anything else they want to do. James does not. Yeah, I'm good to go. Okay. So as you're, uh, you make your way out of the basement, and um, as you get to the top of the stairs you see Detective O'Neill sort of holding holding back some other police officers. And as you come up the stairs, he says, okay, you can head down now. Um, and they sort of troop down uh, and start, start looking at stuff. So, uh, so yeah, you get, uh, you get outside and uh, Detective O'Neill comes out with you. Um, and he says, uh, well, I guess the four of you are in this investigation now. We're going to talk to these, these two, and he sort of motions to the two people who are, you know, they sort of have blankets crudely thrown over their shoulders, um, and they're still looking sort of shocked and horrified. He says, but uh, if I can get any more information from them, I'll definitely, uh, 
We'll definitely keep you updated. I haven't seen anything like that in quite some time. What do I know about uh, Detective O'Neill kind of in general, just like his general background, how long he's been working this job, what his family situation is, et cetera? Sure. Uh, he's been working a long time. Um, you know a little bit more about him than most because his sister and your mother are friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's about, it's his twin sister. So he's uh, about your mother's age, um, a little bit younger. And you know, uh, his reputation is very good. His sister and your mother are very close friends. Um, he has a good reputation. He's he's known to be honest. He's known to be upright and all that. Okay. So James will say, um, what do you mean you haven't seen something? You've seen something like this before? Um, he says, uh, no, no, no. Uh, just, just a joke. Um, he says, that was one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Sawyer puts a hand on on James's shoulder and says, "Police officers tend to have a different sense of humor than the rest of us." Uh, turns, turns James around to start walking. James just doesn't get the joke, but but goes on. <laughs> so as you're sort of uh, figuring stuff out there, female police officer comes comes running up uh, out of breath to Detective O'Neill and starts. You see her start sort of frantically talking to him, uh, and he turns to. Uh, the four of you turns back to her and he says, uh, says to her, you're sure you hear him say like loudly enough that you can hear it. Um, and she sort of frantically nods. Um, and he says, walks over to the four of you, um, and says, well, while we were distracted down there, it seems like the Ripper struck again. And, uh, he's asking for you for, for all of us. He says, uh, the Ripper says he wants the four of you who stopped him the other night. How did he deliver this message, may I ask? He sort of shakes his head and says, um, I'm I'm going to have to see it for myself. So uh, he sort of like hustles you off to, uh, hustles you away. Um, and you get, you get a, a, bit of, uh, a bit of the way away. It takes you about 10 minutes to get there at a, an incredibly brisk pace. Uh, when you come to this uh, very careful police blockade and there, there's a very, very large crowd of people standing around, like, craning to see, but the police have this very carefully barricaded off. But O'Neill kind of pushes his way through uh, and pulls you along with them, and the police move out of the way enough for you to get through, and you're led uh, down a street uh, and into an alleyway. Um, and in that alleyway, you see this spectral figure, uh, human in shape, uh, but a sort of glowing translucent red floating about half a foot off the ground uh, and it's the same form that you saw yesterday very very briefly below the floating form there's this dead man with a knife still in his hand and his throat slit and next to him is a woman uh, dressed in the trappings of her trade um, and she's been ritually murdered the same way that the other ones have been. She's been disemboweled uh, and her tongue has been cut out and is lying next to her body. Um, everybody give me a quick uh, intelligence check. Four. Twelve. Fifteen. Uh, ten. Okay. Uh, James, uh, Ignacia, you weren't there, but uh, James and Agnes, you recognize... Uh, the woman on the ground is one of the women who was at Madame Marie's the other night. 
And so as you sort of work your way down the alleyway, uh, this spectral figure says to you, Ah, you brought me the four who stopped me. I, Dr. Witherspoon, last night. Let me get a good, good look at you. And so the ghost kind of looks you over and, and nods sort of approvingly. Wait, 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 hold on, time out. There's the police have blocked out this thing where a specter is, like a like a ghost. <laughs> yes. Do they see the ghost? Uh, they none of them are looking. They are all uh, at the other end of the alleyway. Do we have O'Neill with us still, or? Yeah, O'Neill is with you. And he is like seeing this. He's not completely calm. <laughs> uh, he is. He is a little bit. He's a little bit disturbed as well. I'm gonna run into him and say, maybe you should get eyes on physical Dr. Witherspoon as soon as possible. Uh, he says that he is, uh, he says, I have men over at his house now. I'm sure it's okay. Uh, but he looks at the figure and he says, but if Dr. Witherspoon was red translucent and could float, that would be him. Is, it, is Ignacia picking up anything or? <laughs> that was just an awesome thing. I mean, she's. Uh. So James, um, so this is similar. This is what we saw leaving Terry's body, right? Yeah, you saw this leave Terry's yeah. body very, very quickly. But looking at it more carefully, you're able to tell. Yep, that's what that is. Yeah, James, I think just with being being hit with an axe uh, and, and you know, knowing that, that his friend is probably going to be in jail or possibly be in jail because of this thing, we'll, we'll, we'll throw the nearest thing to him at this, at this specter. Okay. Um, Maybe like a trash can lid or a bot or a beer bottle or something that's on the ground. Sure. Um, so yeah, go ahead and make an attack roll. Uh, it's just a seven. Okay. It just sort of passes cleanly through. Um, and uh, the Dr. Witherspoon says, now, now, that's not very nice. I'm a doctor. You should treat me with respect. Oh, so basically Ignacia is going to grab her uh, topaz on her neck, mm-hmm. stare the specter straight in the eyes, mm-hmm. and uh, use channel divinity to turn undead. Okay. And just <laughs> uh, start muttering in Spanish uh, a, a prayer. To shoot it away. <laughs> okay. Um, so how does that how does that work? As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer censoring the undead. Each undead that can see you or hear you within thirty feet must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails the saving throw, it's turned for one minute or until it takes a, any damage. Okay. So what's it trying to beat for a saving throw if it's undead? I'm, I'm making the check as though it is. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just, it's what, 10 plus your spell modifier? Uh, DC's 13. Okay, DC's 13. Um, mm-hmm. So as, as you mutter this, um, the spirit sort of cocks its head at you um, and says, well, of course that won't work on me. I'm not dead. I'm alive and well at my house after murdering... All of those people. So uh, it either uh, succeeded at saving throw or is not undead. So, so Sawyer takes a few steps forward, but as he's as, as he's walking out of his left hand, he hands a, a small cloth covered box shaped item to uh, to Agnes, 
uh, and then walks just, just enough paces in front to where if this thing caused any harm, it would be on him instead of the group, and says <laughs> to this thing, well, you asked for us, we're here. What do you want? It says, uh, I just wanted to commend you on stopping me the other night. I think the only way for you to stop me in the future is to kill me, but but it was impressive that you stopped me the other night. Agnes feels pretty strongly that the, the goal of whatever this, whoever this is, is to make it seem like Dr. Weatherspoon is in fact the one responsible for all this, so he's gonna do a, she wants to kind of compare his, I guess, specter self-mannerisms and speech patterns to that of the real Dr. Witherspoon. Okay, right, who you have some, in, some knowledge of, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, should that be investigation or perception? That sounds like insight, because you're, or insight psychology. Okay. Ah, that's an 18. Um, yeah, these are for sure not the mannerisms of the Dr. Witherspoon you met the other day. And I was just going to state out loud to everyone, this is not the Dr. Witherspoon that we met. Uh, the, so the, the figure says, well, of, of course I am. Of course I am. Feeling a little defensive, are we, Mr. Ghost? No. I'm, no. How could I not be Dr. Witherspoon? I've committed these murders. So the ghost, uh, or the, the figure, says, uh, you know, if you'd like to speak to me more, I'll be at my house. And floats, starts, like, floating past you uh, at, at fair speed, um, a little bit faster than you can walk, um, and sort of goes by you and starts making its way towards the end of the alleyway. Uh, I'm going to follow for as long as I can. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's going about, uh, you can move it about 30 feet per round, it's moving at about 40 feet per round, so it's not, it's not insanely fast, but it it is quicker than you. Uh, as it starts moving towards the police blockade, uh, you hear Detective O'Neill go, well, shit. How do you think people are going to feel about this? And sort of on cue, uh, you hear like throngs of people, the people who are standing past the barricade, just start screaming in terror, just really, really freaked out. Uh, and, um, you know, screaming like, oh my God, it's a ghost. Oh my God, oh my God. And sort of starting to panic. Well, James is definitely going to just keep chasing after the, after this thing. Okay. Uh, you know, as quickly, as quickly as he can. Okay. Uh, it's, it's definitely difficult to move through the people. And of course this spectral figure sort of passes through them, uh, which really freaks some people out. Um, the crowd is kind of starting to get mobby. Um, it's they're, they're real panicked. Sawyer looks, Sawyer looks real quick to the uh, detective and says, so, so I suppose we could let James's friend off with a warning on this one. He says, probably, but I think the least of our concern right now. That was uh, Sawyer's attempt at levity. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the detective's lack of sense of humor. <laughs> uh, is there any, like, platform or box or something that Agnes could, like, climb up on to address the crowd real quick? Uh, yeah, you could sort of, like, pull yourself up on the back of a police wagon. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay. And I'm going to kind of try to get the attention of the crowd and say, uh, ex- excuse me, everyone, but this is uh, an illusion. You may know me from my previous experiments and in my history of debunking 
fake mediums, and I assure you that this is just another one of these tricks. Uh, you have nothing to be particularly concerned about other than the murders that clearly are still happening, but this is not a ghost. So you, it's not supernatural. You hear somebody, you hear like a rum, sort of muttering from the crowd like, oh look, hey, it's that, it's that, it's that woman who ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, and so like people are like looking at the, the specter that's floating away um, and then looking back at you uh, and you realize you're going to have to do something to, to convince them that this is true. Um, oh God. Uh, I mean, we already threw something through it, which any, I mean, if, it, if a ghost were real, I guess like a pebble would pass through it also, not just like an illusion. Um, crap. If I cast, okay. So identify is for objects. I guess a specter is not like an object. How does metaphysical insight work exactly? Uh, what does it say? It says you may spend one metaphysical insight to give an ally oh an ally advantage on non-combat proficiency check. Never mind, this is something different than I thought it was. Right. So that's like a you can help your uh you know, help them by having insight into the thing that they're combating. <laughs> okay, the, this is the stupidest thing that comes to mind, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually the right answer in this game. Um I'm gonna say, look, I can create an illusion as well, and I'm going to cast prestidigitation because I'm just really determined to do this at some point. This <laughs> um, and this is create a harmless sensory effect. So I'm going to, I guess, have it be like a spooky wind or whatever. Okay. Over the crowd, and it takes about a minute. It's a ritual, so it <laughs> takes a minute to prepare. But right, I'm so do it anyway. So you're working on it, and you're like, people in the crowd are like, eh. I mean. What's she doing? And like, they're sort of starting like, did we just, the ghost just let like, some of them are like starting to kind of like turn towards where the ghost went. And they're like, we should go. Should that's, we? That's when Sawyer jumps in to help her. And he, he jumps up onto a, onto some sort of like higher up thing, whether it's a small mound of something or a, or a, a stoop in front of a building. And he starts denouncing us as a fraud and that we definitely saw, we definitely, we know what we saw. We all, we all know we saw a ghost fly through us. This, this one's trying, she's, she doesn't know what she's doing. She, yeah. That yeah. was a ghost trying to keep their attention on, on me. And yeah, and yeah. yeah, this, 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 this Han girl is just, yeah, she's just trying to. And so that's when the spell takes effect. So, so describe what happens. Um, I kind of push my hands forward and this unusually cold, gust of wind uh, pushes through the crowd and feel and kind of lower also than a wind would so it gets them in the legs and their skirts blow up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> aim for it to be as spooky as possible, like haunted house effect type Sure. Spooky. And there's this sort of like murmuring sound that goes along with it too. And everybody's like, what? And like the crowd just goes nuts. They're like, yeah! And they're just clapping. <laughs> yeah! One <laughs> One guy's like, God damn, that's spooky. I'm going home and takes right. off running. <laughs> um, like an alternate career path. <laughs> and like, this, so if I uh, can do this, imagine what a much more skilled magician or illusionist could do. Uh, and I assure you that is exactly what we were working with. I've seen this a hundred times before. Um, and like a, a sort of like young teenage boy from the crowd goes, do the ghost thing again. 
it's getting kind of late, so I think it's time for us all to, to go home. Um, but the crowd boos, but they're like, "Yeah, that's fair. That was that was pretty cool." <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. All right. Maybe some other time. Yeah. All right. And they sort of start dispersing, and like the the same kid who was like, "Do the ghost thing again?" comes up to you. And he's like, "Hey, um, do do you do like birthday parties?" <laughs> My sister, my sister would really like. It's just that was really cool. Uh, there are, are plenty of magicians and illusionists in this city who I'm sure have many more tricks up their sleeves than I do, um, and you can find them. <laughs> All right. And if my career turns out to go horribly wrong, perhaps I will be employable for children's birthday parties as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. He's sort of like Charlie Brown walks off. So when this was happening and everybody was getting distracted, Ignacio, can I get it? Like Ignacio try to like slip away and try to like scoot past the crowd. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And James like, would have been doing the same. Okay. And so, yeah, detective O'Neill, like as you sort of wrap this up, like grabs you and Sawyer, um, Agnes and like sort of like starts rushing you to follow the ghost and, uh, turns to you and says, that was impressive. You've got, more of your mother in you than I initially thought. Why, detective, I didn't know you knew my mother. Oh, you were talking to her. (laughs) He rolls his eyes and says, oh, Marshall. Yeah, and sort of like hurries you, uh, hurries you after the others. So you get to the house and inside the house, you see, um, you recognize it from the day before. It's not far from where you, where you are. Um, But there are, uh, there's a sort of eerie light coming from inside, but it's not consistent. It's sort of, uh, it's sort of chaotic. Um, and uh, Detective O'Neill sort of looks around um, and says, uh, "The two detectives out here, police officers I stationed out here, should have. They should still be here. I'm going to stay out front and make sure no one else comes in. You go take care of this." the detective is staying outside while we go into danger um I feel like someone who is more prepared for attacky things should go first because knowing me I will find just something to try to throw at them and miss horribly I think James is heading up the steps he sees this as the best opportunity to clear to clear Terry's name okay um yeah, so you so you go in through the front door, um, and there's a sort of screaming of wind uh, coming from the from the sitting room, which is the room past the foyer uh, where you were last time. Um, and so through that archway into the foyer, uh, through the foyer into the fire room, the you see um, you see five forms. You see uh, the the butler and the two police officers. Um, with their necks sort of jaggedly snapped, uh, laying on the ground dead. Um, and you see uh, Dr. Witherspoon in the middle of this sort of maelstrom of everyday objects that's swirling around him um, with the sort of spectral form of Dr. Witherspoon in the middle that's, that's screaming. And Detective Witherspoon is sort of ash white on the floor, sort of leaning backwards, like holding himself up with his hands behind him um, and staring just in horror at this this figure 
floating above him, just screaming uh, with what sounds like two distinct voices, both the voice you heard there uh, and the voice of a woman. Have I heard that woman's voice before? Uh, you have not. And so uh, as you as you come in, the ghost that still has this, all these objects swirling around says in the sort of dual voice, don't, don't you see? see? It's, it's me. me. Is there a chair or like a small table somewhere in the vicinity? Yeah, there's probably like a chair in the foyer. All right, I'm going to grab the chair and I want to try to hit the ghost with it. Okay. Um, yeah, give me, a, I guess, an attack plus your uh, d20 plus your strength modifier. 16. All right. So you fling this chair uh, and it hits, uh, it hits this ghost, um, which sort of like shouts in pain um, and says... I'm, I'm not, not the one, the you, one need you need to stop. To stop. I, I, I'm, I'm just, just, I'm just him. him. You, you have, have to stop, stop him. him. I can't stop myself. You, you have, have to stop, stop him. him. And it points like a sort of one of its like angry fingers frantically at Witherspoon on the floor. James is going to go to grab Witherspoon's legs to just kind of jerk him back real hard. Okay. I mean, in order to do that, you'd have to go into this, this, uh, this sort of tornado of stuff that's whipping around the center. Um, okay. So you can you can do that, but you're gonna you're gonna take some lumps. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Okay. As, as James is going in, uh, Sawyer's gonna be saying something to the ghost. Okay. What do you want to say? Well, I mean, te- te- uh, mechanically speaking, I'm using uh, my menacing trait. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna make an intimidation check to contest the target's insight. And if I succeed, they are frightened and they have the frightened status. Okay, sounds good. So James, you lunge in and grab him and uh, you start, You start, as you walk into the maelstrom, you take four points of damage from just things smashing into you. Um, and the ghost uh, sort of says, yes, yes, yes stop, stop me. me. You, you have, have to stop, stop me. me. All right, uh, Sawyer, what's your, what's your role? Um, I'm using my uh, inspiration. So I rolled a 15, 15 plus 7, or 19 plus 7. Okay. Um, so the so you are about as frightening as you've ever been, and the ghost says, I, I see, see what you're trying, you're trying to, do, to do, but, but I'm, I'm the, the only, only person, person who scares, scares me. You, you have, have this. I, 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 I can't stop. stop. I, I want to stop. To stop. You, you have, have to, to stop, stop me. me. So I just say one. I just say one thing to him, and I just say, or to it, and I say, uh, "What's your real name, demon?" It says, "I've, I've told you. I've told, told you. I'm Doctor Witherspoon. Witherspoon. I, what's her name? Who? Who? What? She's, he's talking in a dual voice, male and female, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I just say, "What's her name?" The ghost says, still in this dual voice, "I, I have, have no, no idea, idea what you're talking, talking about. about." And James, you're pulling out the the doctor. Yeah, it's pulling pulling him out from the maelstrom. And as soon as he gets him out, uh, I, well, I'm just pulling him away from danger, just getting him away. And can I use detect evil and see what pings? Uh, sure. So, how many spell slots do you have left? Are you you're pretty close, right? I have after this one. I'll have one first level left. All right, cool. So yeah, you cast detect evil while this is going on, um, and again, you have that sort of like knife to the stomach feeling um, that you had before and now that you're closer you can tell that that evil is coming from uh, coming from the the human, the physical Dr. Witherspoon 
and also a very strong evil is coming off of the off of the ghost as well. Okay. So James, you're pulling. So Sawyer and James like would have been crossing, right? If James is pulling the doctor out at one point, the the doctor would have been drugged past Sawyer. Yes. So without looking at at the doctor too closely and still looking at the ghost, Sawyer pulls draws a gun and shoots the doctor in the stomach. Okay. All right. Uh, make an attack roll. Twelve plus five. Okay. Yeah. Roll for damage. Four, seven total. Okay. So you shoot him in the stomach, and he he screams like, and says, you know, like like, what are you doing? That's not me. Um, and you hear the the spirit now only in for the first few words are only in a woman's voice, but then uh, his voice picks back in. Yes, yes, that's it. Kill, 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 kill me, me. Kill, kill me. me. Um, and you recognize that the the voice coming out of the spirit for the first few words uh, was British. Now that you hear it by itself, so Sawyer just says. Well, I don't think we're going to do that. And he just turns his back to this ghost and walks out with James trying to go quicker and get the body out and looks at Agnes and gives her a wink about maybe possibly healing this person that he just shot in the stomach. <laughs> okay. Um, so as you do that, uh, the uh, the spirit throws um, starts throwing objects at you. So the two of you who are dragging him, Sawyer, she throws uh, throws a paperweight at you. Um, and hits for three damage. And James, uh, you see a um, like a fire poker just whiz by your head. Um, the front door slams shut, and uh, the uh, the spirit transforms into. Um, you see the sort of it shakes violently and takes on the form of of a woman. Oh, Sawyer just turns around and starts shooting. Okay. Yeah, James will just get, well, the door shut before we could get out. Uh, yes. All right. James will just try to pull the door open. Okay. Um, give me a strength check. Uh, 15. Yeah, so that 15 isn't going to do it. Uh, you, you shake on the door and, you know, obviously you're strong enough to open a door, but something is definitely holding this shut. And, uh... From the other side of the door, you heard Detective O'Neill pounding on it, saying, I heard shots! What's going on in there? And you turn around, and this, uh, this spirit that's transformed into this, this woman screams at you that uh, if you won't kill him, she'll make herself strong enough that she can by killing all of you. And she screams, and the sort of maelstrom rises up around her, and um, she throws her arms forward, and a wave of objects get launched at you. Red Death is Morgan Nuncio as Ignacia, Cleo Yunsu Davis as Agnes, Tim Devine as Finn Sawyer, Kent Blue as James, and Doug Lewandowski as our Game Master. Road to Play Podcast is edited, produced, and hosted by Kent Blue.